0: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Come over to the site. We got you covered. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Vinny Iron, Facebook, Vinny Iron. We'll continue with our expanded Experts Edition rollout here on the show. If you're new to it, we are changing things up a little bit. We had Eric Edholm of the Pro Football Weekly join us for some waiver wire talk. We'll now have our regular Thursday guest be in the mix today, Tyler Lochner from Pro Football Focus, who'll help us with some DFS things that are on our mind this week, looking for the bargains there on DraftKings and FanDuel. And it's another year and a chance to uh, get involved in daily fantasy for NFL games. And it's easy, it's fun. Uh, I know you can play on many different sites at this point. Everyone's getting in on the action. Different games you can play. They've booted the kickers from the games. That's been the big change here. So if you're looking to get in, uh, we'll start with that as uh, advice on how to get started and get going. And I think there's so many things out there, ways, strategies, uh, whether you're in the guaranteed prize pools, GPPs, and The pivots and contrarian plays you want to make there versus the cash games where you're looking for that solid maximum lineup uh, 50-50 there where you're just beating half the field. So you've heard a lot of these terms. Now, when I'm playing DFS, you have to consider a few things uh, in my book that don't go too much with the groupthink. There's going to be a couple players that everyone's going to be on and be too excited about and that's not how you're going to win a lot of money you need to be consistently a little bit against the grain you're going to have uh, some guys that you're going to be consistent producers don't get too cute trying to go for the deep deep play that you're not sure of go for sure things a lot of time build a core team full of that and then uh, Pick up the pieces with some sleepers you like, matchup based. Uh, I think if you get too crazy and uh, don't use your money well and to leave a lot on the table when there's some uh, studs you could put in your lineup on a weekly basis, uh, that can be frustrating for sure. So that that's the main thing you have to uh, keep in mind with DFS is mix up your portfolio. It's like investing in stocks every week. You want some... Uh, safe blue chips, and mainly safe blue chips when you're playing in the 50-50 games. You want to be a little bit riskier when you're going for the big prizes there in the tournaments and uh, take some long shots and uh, deep plays there. So it's a lot of factors to consider, looking at the pricing, seeing where the pricing is off, manipulating a little bit some of the pricing being early or... On guys that we thought were backups and we'll talk about one guy like that for sure this week with uh, Tyler coming in there. So Tyler is from Pro Football Focus. He has great inside knowledge of the matchups and uh, we look forward to uh, picking his brain on some key games and uh, players that we're looking at particularly in week one. We'll have that feature for you Every week, uh, it's going to be exciting uh, to get in on the action a little bit more. And as you play DFS on either format and you get more comfortable with it, you're going to start winning. And uh, that's the goal here with Locked On Fantasy Football. We want to help you win in every way, whether in year long or DFS. We're here for you. And A couple things we'll talk about on DFS before uh, Tyler breaks down. Some of the rest, uh, the key topics on our mind here is: Which games do you want to invest in? I think looking at the over-under is very helpful. The Patriots at Texans game is a great example. When you have two bad defenses and two capable offense, same thing with the Colts-Bengals game. That's going to be the focus there of our expert segment. That's what you're looking for. Games where there's going to be scoring and availability for points being put up. You don't want to watch game where you're not quite sure what's going to happen. I think a good example this week is the Cowboys-Panthers game. Two defenses that can slow things down, make it a bit of a grinding game there in this particular week. The Ravens-Bills game, another game that you kind of want to avoid there. Just still not a lot of offense. You expect physical kind of slugfest there. Now, the biggest thing about uh, playing on either of these sites is know the rules, know where the PPR values are at, and uh, there's going to be some guys that are overpriced and underpriced every single week, and that's what you're trying to figure out here. There are some traps built in there where you want they want to entice you and then bring you down uh, there. So it's about manipulating the prices, figuring out where the best values are, which are not the fake values, and... Sometimes you can be baited and taking a guy just because he's cheap and he's not going to deliver. So those are things you definitely want to avoid in a DFS as well. So I like to uh, start and look at my high-priced players first and go after them and then see where I'm going from there. Because I want to see if I like that lineup and guys that are sure things that I think are going to produce if they're healthy and out there. And then go look for the bargains later. So I usually look in my lineup whether I'm playing either cash or tournament, I look for three absolute studs I'm going to pay up for in the lineups, especially when you're working on FanDuel when you have nine players. I want a third of the team to be absolute studs that I pay high end for. I want three kind of middle of the road guys in that RB2, wide receiver 2 range, including the flex play. And then then you round it out with the three bargains. And the key is never to spend too much on a defense. There, defense is already built in with a lower price, but sometimes you can create a defense stack with your running back and defense. That's the way to go. In a lot of cases, if you can get a sleeper running back and a sleeper defense in the same game, that's going to save you some money there. uh, Where the... Sure things come is usually in the wide receiver core. If you dig too deep and look for too many guys that you're not sure of being involved in the game plan, then it could be matchup based where one corner takes away one side of the field and then your guy just uh, absolutely gets ignored from the game plan. And that's where you try to get as many number one consistent targets as possible there among your wide receiver core. With running backs, it's so much in flux where that's where you can find the best sleeper values. And again, I love that stack with the running game and defense because we know those add up to a lot. I mean, Leonard Fournette and uh, the Jaguars defense is a pretty good season-long stack that you can look at every single week. But uh, in the format with the the PPR value, I'm, I really look at the receivers and look for the studs there and look for more of the sleepers at running back there to take advantage of that. Now, tight end, it's the same deal with quarterback here in DFS. You're either going to pay up like you do early in the draft with a draft pick, or you're going to wait very late and find just a sneaky play that you can slap into your lineup that you're hopefully you're loaded at the other positions and quarterback is going to have an overachiever there for the price. There's always plenty of guys out there like that. So a lot of things to consider, but usually that thing where I get – The wide receivers are sure fire. The uh, studs are there for 33% of the team. And then defense, making sure that I'm not a defensive trap where I know I'm going to get that consistent production that I'm looking for. And uh, defense can actually be key in helping you win money. So no position is an afterthought. I think you just have to look at all the ways you can construct it. And keep in mind game flow and all the things that you would for making your regular lineup decisions, you factor that in, and then it's a little different because the rankings on how we think a player should perform each week are definitely different from how the pricing ends up on either DraftKings or FanDuel. Now we're talking about uh, investing your money and uh, figuring out how to uh, win some cold, hard cash this week. NFL season. Well, ever since I started doing this podcast, I've been asked a lot of uh, advice about uh, who I think is going to win every game. I've been making picks at Sporting News for a long time there, uh, right? As we hit the 2000s, and it's it's been long and hard and week to week. You need some help there to make the right bets, but it's just as important where you're, betting. you're Cash and uh, MyBookie is the definite place to go there. MyBookie has been in this business for years. They have some of the best player perks in the business that you won't find anywhere else. They have live in-game betting. You can even get involved from a fantasy perspective trying to bet versus the over-under of a certain player's fantasy points. So that's pretty cool and fun. And best of all, they're offering a cash deposit match bonus if you use the promo code locked on that's a promo code locked on here so just let them know that you you heard it here to get that bonus and enter that promo code locked on at my bookie there online against my bookie dot com. take advantage of that game and uh, get in now while it's hot and uh the season's a long way to go. A lot of chances to uh, win big there. And the best thing about my bookies, you play, you win, you get paid. My bookie, check it out now and use that promo code On to take advantage of that special offer to get it into the action. Uh, when we get back, we'll have Tyler Lochner of Pro Football Focus joining us for more DFS Conversation. Joining me now, as promised, for lineup-focused is
1: Tyler Lochner from Pro Football Focus. How's it going, Tyler? Hey, Vinny, I'm doing great. I'm excited for week one. I consider it one of the major holidays, uh, so definitely have been gearing up all off-season for this, and I can't believe it's finally here.
0: Yeah, and now, if you haven't gotten to DFS guys out there and gals out there. This is a chance to get the excitement. There's some twists and turns with the game and the FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever format you play in. And that's what we're going to try to help you do here throughout the season. Look for the best plays, things you should think about, the chalk, the contrarian, all that good stuff here to help you win money, hopefully. And Tyler, I think we have to start with the one game that everyone seems to be kind of zoomed in on for some good value here it's more of the Bengals side but a lot on the Colts side as well the Bengals Colts game Andy Dalton and uh, AJ Green that stack is coming up a lot as well as uh, guys on the other side
1: yeah it's definitely a game that people are focused on this week and for good reason um for starters, it's uh, it's in Indianapolis, so it's in the Dome. I know in September, the weather usually isn't a factor around, but it's still beneficial to play in the Dome. And like you said, the players just kind of seem to be underpriced in this game. It has the third highest over-under on the main slate uh, with 48.5. So this game should have plenty of scoring. And the Bengals, uh, their, their players just seem underpriced. Andy Dalton is only 5,800 on DraftKings. A.J. Green is only 7,300. It's really easy to get those two guys in there as a stack. And one of the reasons this game is so attractive for DFS purposes is because the Colts' defense just doesn't have the cornerbacks who will be able to match up with A.J. Green and even guys like John Ross and Gio Bernard and Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Uh, The Colts' cornerbacks are, are... Three guys you've never heard of. It's Pierre Desir, Kenny Moore, and Nate Hairston, and they all rank outside of the top 45 in terms of PFF grades among this week's starting corners. So it's a very weak Colts secondary going up against one of the league's best wide receivers in AJ Green. Um, so there should just be there should be plenty of fireworks on both sides of the ball. Uh, Andrew Luck typically plays very well at home. It's his return game. Ty Hilton is fully healthy. So this game should have lots of scoring and the players across the board are not very expensive which makes it easy to plug them in and they should easily return value.
0: Is there any trepidation a lot of people are a little concerned about playing luck? I don't see the reason to do so. He's not even on the injury report with that minor foot issue and then uh, you mentioned as uh, somebody to watch there that I saw was Jack Doyle. There, but I also kind of like Eric Ebron as kind of a sneaky play. I think he could be heavily involved early out of the gate.
1: Yeah, so starting with Luck, his price is low. He's only sixty one hundred on DraftKings. Uh, I think he's right around tenth or maybe just outside of the top ten in terms of quarterback pricing this week. Um, the only the only hesitation would be the fact that he didn't throw the ball very far in the preseason. So there, some people are still wondering if his shoulder's fully healthy or whatnot. Uh, I personally think that Luck is a fine play this week, um, and perhaps because there is some of that trepidation, uh, it might make Luck a a good play in tournaments where he might be a little bit lower owned than he otherwise would be in a game that's in Indianapolis with a projected high score. Uh, that, That could make him a nice tournament option there. And then in terms of his tight end weapons... You know, last year Jack Doyle was a top six fantasy tight end, and he was he he was a very consistent contributor in the passing game. And now the offense looks very different. Eric Ebron comes in, and if the preseason isn't is any indication, he's going to be on the field with the first team offense. Uh, I know Ebron caught a touchdown in the red zone from Luck with the first team in the preseason. So to your point. I do think Ebron could be a sneaky option here. Uh, we don't know exactly how the first team reps are going to shake up between Doyle and Ebron, but I do think that um, there's room for both of them to succeed in this offense. So I I do like Doyle down at uh, 3,600 on DraftKings, but I, I think Ebron is also an interesting uh, is also an interesting contrarian option there because a lot of people will be on Doyle. He's the more comfortable name. He was the name that people were in on last year, whereas Ebron has kind of disappointed throughout his career. But outside of T.Y. Hilton, there's not a lot going on in the Colts passing game. So there could, be, there could be targets to go around for both. And because we don't know exactly how it's going to shape up, the beginning of the season is the time to get in on players like this. Because if Ebron does see as many targets as Jack Doyle, you're going to get him for much lower ownership than Doyle. Yeah, I think
0: the pricing is actually kind of savvy because it's only $300 difference there for Ebron and Doyle, 3600 to 3300 and a very similar pricing on FanDuel as well. So maybe the insiders there a little bit on that as well, but maybe a play to go that way. The interesting thing to me is I think this is going to be very popular in – both cash and stack strategies early in the season, at least through the first four games, is that Rob Gronkowski is a great matchup against the Texans. You have Chris Hogan, only one of three legitimate receivers now that are actually listed as wide receivers on the Patriots roster. And Tom Brady, I think that's going to be popular this week, and you like them as a triple play this week.
1: Yeah, I think that New England... And Houston game is the best game to game stack. Uh, It does have the highest over-under of the week at 51. It's the only game that has a projected point total over 50. So that game should have the the most scoring. Um, And to your point, Chris Hogan's really the only legitimate serious wide receiver the Patriots have uh, to open the year. And then obviously Rob Gronkowski, we know what he brings to the table. He essentially brings you wide receiver one production from the tight end position, and he's cheaper than than some of those other uh, elite wide receivers. And so I think if you're able, if you're if you're looking for a game to game stack, it's going to be a popular option. I know a lot of people will focus on that Colts Bengals game, but I would I would expect a lot of people to be focused on the Texans Patriots game as well. And I think the Brady Hogan Gronkowski stack triple stack is viable this week. Uh, I could see Gronkowski and Hogan scoring all of the touchdowns for the Patriots. Um, Obviously, we don't know exactly how their backfield is going to shape up. Um, We know Burkhead will probably see most of the carries and James White will be used out of the backfield, but we don't know who's going to be used at the goal line just yet. It could be Jeremy Hill. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Gronkowski get a bunch of one yard fades at the goal line or or three yard fades. And then Hogan uh, found a lot of success against the Texans last year. And this is just this is just a nice triple stack because the opportunity right now is very funneled in New England. And at least to begin the year, Chris Hogan and Rob Gronkowski should just see a ton of work.
0: Now, one guy that people have been wondering about this week and looking at the Giants secondary, which was a mess last year, might clean up a little bit this year. But Keelan Cole is the technically the number one Jaguars receiver. The question is, even at the very cheap price there at uh, thirty eight hundred on f- DraftKings, would you uh, buy into Cole on the low volume uh, passing offense uh, for now or later in the season?
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely an interesting case this this week. Uh, but I think the fact that he is a number one receiver and the fact that he's only thirty eight hundred on DraftKings, I don't know what he is on Fanduel off the top of my head, but I know he's cheap there too. Uh, It looks like he's 4500 in FanDuel, which I believe is the minimum. Um, It's it's hard to pass up a number one receiving option when they are min-priced or near-min-priced for DFS purposes. And we know, even though it's not a high-volume passing offense, we know that Keelan Cole uh, can put up big numbers. During a four-week stretch last year uh, from weeks 13 to 16, Cole averaged 110 passing or receiving yards per game. He averaged uh, over. He averaged nearly a touchdown per game. He scored three touchdowns in four games. So we know that he's able to put up big numbers uh, when essentially serving as the team's number one receiver. And as unfortunate, you know, it's very unfortunate that Marquise Lee uh, was injured this off season. And that's just that's just what happens with week one. The the pricing comes out so early and then unfortunately some players go down in the preseason and it causes their backups to be extreme value. And that's the case here with Cole. Uh, like, you, like you noted, it should not be some pass happy affair between, well, the Giants might be pass happy, but it might, the, the Jaguars, we know what their game plan will be. It will be to give the ball to Leonard Fournette. But given how cheap Cole is and given the fact that we know he can be productive when given opportunity. I I definitely think you have to give him a strong look this week.
0: Well, we'll have a couple questions to close here, and uh, we'll tie it in, and we have a theme here. They both played at Pitt. So you like Larry Fitzgerald this week. I know there's some concern about, it's this quarterback mess going to cost him? But at least with Sam Bradford in there, it's a legitimate guy that's going to get the ball to the go-to guy. James Conner, is there any way you can talk out Anyone from putting him in the lineup this week? You've mentioned the pricing being so far ahead, and at this point, we just heard about Le'Veon Bell yesterday. Should Connor just be in every lineup and just set it and forget it with him?
1: Yeah. So speaking to Connor, it's definitely going to be hard to keep him out of cash lineups. Uh, specifically, um, he's only forty five hundred. You know, I, I noticed that DraftKings did something very interesting this this year uh and I believe FanDuel did as well um where they priced the backup running backs they didn't just put them all at min price uh or or running backs who were in camp competitions uh they kind of priced them in the mid 4000 range which is exactly what's the case with Connor so it's not like he's a $3000 running back that you can just plug into the lineup but he is still very cheap and this preseason he saw essentially one game's worth of work. He saw 19 rushing attempts. He saw seven targets. He caught all seven targets. He gained over 175 total yards and he scored a touchdown. So that was just, that was essentially one game's worth of work for him, you know, in the preseason combined and their favorites against the Cleveland Browns. I know the Browns have an improved defense, but Connor should be a workhorse assuming he gets the start. And at this point it's looking like he will. Um, in in tournaments, obviously there are cases to be made for almost any player, um, and I think something about Connor that I I probably will be playing Connor, just full disclosure. But if you're looking for a reason to not play him, uh, there are some other interesting running backs around his same price range. I know that Royce Freeman is the same price as Connor, and then uh, two of the New England guys, Rex Burkhead. And James White are both lower than Connor there. Um, Mm -hmm. So those are some options. If you're still looking to save money, but you don't necessarily want to eat the full chalk with Connor, um, those are some of the other options. But yeah, it's just a great opportunity for him. We've seen in the past that obviously as good as Le'Veon Bell is, Pittsburgh is sometimes able to plug in some backup running backs, namely D'Angelo Williams in the past, who can put up similar numbers. And James Conner, based on what we've seen from him this preseason, it would not be a surprise to see him put up a very big game. Yeah,
0: you mentioned Fitz as a sleeper this week. Uh, I kind of like Fitz as well. I I don't think the Redskins' defense is anything scary about. So I think I also, if you're going to go lower and contrarian on the Colts-Bengals game, I think this uh, Redskins-Cardinals game could have some juice.
1: Yeah, that's it's definitely a game that not a lot of people are looking at, but I, I would agree with you that uh, there's definite benefit, especially early in the season, to targeting games that not a lot of people are talking about that do have the potential to be high scoring. Uh, obviously, the, the Cardinals also got David Johnson back, so we should expect their offense to be much better than it was a year ago. And I know people don't love Sam Bradford, but he is an extremely accurate quarterback. And uh, I personally am am not that worried about the quarterback situation Uh, so long as Bradford stays healthy. I think he will be able to get the ball to to Larry Fitzgerald better than anybody he had last year throwing him the ball. And I definitely am interested in Fitzgerald. Uh, The Washington slot man is Fabian Moreau, who had a PFF grade of 42.2 last season, which was the second lowest among this week's starting cornerbacks. So you've got one of the best slot wide receivers in the game going against one of the worst slot cornerbacks in the game, and it's just a recipe for success for Fitz this week.
0: Well, uh, Tyler, uh, we're always glad to have your insight here, and uh, we look forward to having it all season long, all that insight information you heard right there with the slot coverage versus Larry Fitzgerald. It's going to be a good game for him for sure this week. So. All right, we'll run with that, uh, make some money this week, and uh, Tyler, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Vinny. Talk to you later. So Tyler is going to help us upgrade Locked On Fantasy Football to the Experts Edition here, and I'm pleased to announce that we have another fantasy football show on the network. It's Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. It's the spinoff where it gives you News, notes, injury information, all the updated last-minute things you need to know around the league, any information that you missed. Plus, Ethan Turner is going to give you all the insight on the injuries and how that's going to affect fantasy football going into a given week there. So, last-minute things you need to know there, basic information to help you put this together and put together a winning lineup every week. So, check out that show as well, now let's close the show with uh, some interesting notes here going into a Thursday night football. Now, we mentioned uh, it's going to be one of those grindy type games. I think when you look at the Falcons and Eagles defenses and the offenses, uh, one is shorthanded there with the Eagles without Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey and the Falcons They're trying to transition with Calvin Ridley and the offense and all that. The concern there, and this is why I would fade Thursday night a lot this week. Week one typically is different because you've had the whole season to prepare, but these teams are not at full strength. And you're just not going to get the best performances there. Weird things happen on Thursday night. So that's in general my one extra piece of advice for DFS if you're just getting into it. Don't play the Thursday game because it has a little bit more volatility. Just play those Sunday slates or Sunday-Monday slates and uh, go from there. At this point Thursday is just getting tougher. You're just having a lot of things there. Crazy guys cannot be ready in time to play with that short turnaround of uh, only three days between games there. So that's my bit of advice early. I think maybe late in the year you can look at potentially Thursday if the matchups get a little bit better. But uh, for now, I think I would avoid that early in the season, even with that extra break there in uh, front of week one. So there you have it. There's another edition of Locked on Fantasy Football. We'll close the week with a little extra insight there to wrap it up because we missed our Monday show. We'll uh, have the final thoughts going into the weekend, the injury updates you need to know. All that good stuff and analysis uh, that comes with it. And Margol's here uh, through the week, uh, progressive, uh, helping you win a championship. And uh, thanks so much for listening and and, uh, hearing guys like uh, Eric Edholm and uh, Tyler Lochner. Only a couple more guys to come of that level to uh, really bring the heavy hitters to the show. And I'm very excited about that, to to, uh, double down on the expertise. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.